Hi, I'm Ruth. And I'm Jeff. And this is Ruth and Jeff's DVD Binder Podcast. And on this episode, we're going to look at the 1994 Macaulay Culkin classic, The Page Master. All right. That was uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is a DVD I have been both really excited and really terrified to watch because I have not seen it since I went and saw it in theaters in 1994. You saw it in theaters. I was trying to remember if I had mm-hmm. seen it in theaters or not. And my feeling was that I hadn't, which is kind of weird mm-hmm. because I was obsessed with animation. Yeah, that's true. But and this is a crossover of live really action animation. It looked scary, I think, in the trailer. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we did see it in theaters because we didn't go to theaters almost at all just because we didn't have the money to do that. When you say we, uh, my family, you and I. No, on our dates I, when we were really young, no. no. I mean, my family didn't go to theaters very often. So I remember pretty distinctly, like, we saw Rockadoodle for some strange reason. We saw Angels in the Outfield. We saw Hook. And I'm if in my memory, we saw Page Master at the But theater. you know what's crazy is that yeah. you guys lived like... The theater was behind your house. That's true. The the sword, the sword and, shield. and shield. But the it wasn't a dollar theater, right? No, it wasn't. No, they so did have pretty cheap Tuesdays. Yeah, but we we but only not went, cheap enough. Yeah, we only went to the dollar theater usually. Yeah. Um, Matt says he remembers my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, remembers. Um, I was saying that for your sake. Like yeah, Matt's my brother. Do you That's know him? nice. To, I've met him once oh, at least. Good. Okay, good. Nice guy. Um, he said that he remembers seeing it in. Uh, at Cineplex. No, no, sorry, at Cinema City. Okay. 12, which was the uh, cheap theaters. Yeah. But without you? But Well, I, maybe I saw it too. Maybe, maybe I saw did. it then. I remember very distinctly a VHS copy of it that okay. I think was at the library. Mm-hmm. And we maybe got that out and I saw it that way. Okay. But, you know, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves because yeah. we haven't even talked about the movie. No. We said the name once. Yeah, the page master. Now, the thing, but I do think it's important to acknowledge that I have not seen this movie since 1994. That is pretty significant. Yeah, but I remember at the time being like, wow, this is such a cool movie. I love it. And then I just never saw it again. And so. it's, it's sort of interesting, too, when you think about the fact that this movie comes on the scene like, I think Roger Rabbit is 1988. Okay. I think. And so this is this movie was made six years after Roger Rabbit, and it is in terms of its like uh, live action CGI or sorry live action uh, animation mix, mm-hmm. it is not as good. No, and but I think that's because Roger Rabbit did not use CGI, and this movie did. That's true. And just for the crossover moments, they used CGI because they <laughs> our kids were laughing because we were watching the making of at the end, and. Uh, they, the one of the guys said we wanted to make sure it was really realistic so we used cgi for this part and the kids were like what that was the least it was realistic really, it was really it was really 1994 bad. cgi okay so. okay we, we are gonna get into yeah. we're gonna get on all these topics because yeah, so. it is a movie that contains multitudes yes of topics and of star trek and yeah, of star trek people people yeah. it's insane yeah. it's crazy actually we noticed it, but then it's actually on the IMDb trivia. Oh, does They it also say? draw attention to, to this fact. How could you miss it? So. I know. So, so uh, okay, so the page master. Yeah, so a uh, young boy. Um, I just want to call him, like, Kevin, but it's... Richard Macaulay. Taylor. Yeah. Richard Tyler? Richard or, Tyler. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. He's very scared of everything. And right away, his dad, Ed Begley Jr., pushes him to, like, go to the hardware store to get nails for a treehouse that his dad's building that he won't go into because he's too scared. Yes. And on the way, big storm, and he ends up in a crazy library that apparently he's never seen before. It's huge. It's an enormous library. It's bigger probably than the British Library. Yeah, it's very big. 
gets inside. The librarian at first is like, oh, I know. I'll help you find what you want. But then he's like, no, I just want to find a phone. And the librarian's like, go down that way. But he does. He gives him a library card first. Yeah. Librarian played by Christopher Lloyd. Also, who yeah. I just wanted to say, and I said this in my letterboxed uh, review of this movie, um, Ed Begley Jr. looks very young, nowhere near 84 in yeah. this uh, movie. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd looks identical to what how he always looks. Has looked for his whole he life. Looks, he, like, I, it's so bizarre. It might be some sort of trade with the devil where he was like, just keep me from aging. and then, But keep it, me old. But keep me exactly at the same age. And yeah. I'm willing for that age to be old as long as it doesn't change. Like, it's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. It is because, really weird. Like, I just, we just saw Props. Uh, what's that show? It's like a, it's Props Master. Oh, Prop Master, yeah. And uh, and it had, uh, had him come on and he was looking at some of his old um, Roger Rabbit. Uh, oh props. yeah, I was like, did they do and that? And he looks future? exactly the same. Yeah, as this, as he does in this movie, which came out twenty-five years ago. No, twenty-seven Seven years, years ago. ago. Yeah. So crazy. Very crazy. So okay, so, yeah, so he he goes walks down yeah. the hallway. Yeah. Towards where the S- phone is. Yeah. Slips and falls, hits his head. I'm like, we don't want to give so many details, so I'm just gonna say he hits his head. Have you ever heard? blank check with griffin and david I because they go into detail well and that's good but that's not i'm not them they did so. a 13 episode series just on the phantom menace well and there's a lot to unpack there yeah. so that's fair um, um but, but okay that's fine so yeah, slips, so he slips hits uh, his head. looks up he first he's looking up and he notices all these amazing paintings on the yeah. rotunda dome yeah um including a very a interesting wizard painting that looks not dissimilar from Christopher Lloyd as a wizard. I hope he got to keep that. I, I know. That would be an amazing. Lloyd, I would hang that in my house. It would be amazing. If I was him. It was very good. It, was, it looked like. Even um, if I wasn't him, I'd hang that up. You know the artist who does all the posters for things like um, uh, Star Wars and, and that kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that famous guy. Um, anyways, it looked like one of his paintings. We've got bells ringing in the background. Yeah, so, so I'm going to turn that off. But And um, I'm not going to cut this out. So. Yeah. Okay, um, so hits, hits his, his head, head, wakes up, and the paintings start to. This is the this is the great CGI animation moment where the paintings start to melt to the ground, and the paint is chasing him and turning things into animation as it goes. Yes, so all of the bookshelves. I mean, I like, I love paintings, drawings of books. Drawings mm-hmm. of books are amazing. Mm-hmm. And this one had tons of it. And you it, should uh, get rid of your library and just draw a bunch of books on the wall. That would be a good way to like cut back on the number of books in our house. Or I could draw books on all the walls that are currently white <laughs> in our house. That would be intense. Yeah, it would be intense. But it's so cool because anytime the sh- shots get close to the book, sh- like the animated bookshelves, they mm-hmm. you suddenly can see titles on them. Yes, which is Right, exciting. and it's just fun to, to look at those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he goes into the, the magical animated world. And, and then he has to, the page, the page master, who's this wizard, who yeah. sounds like Christopher Lloyd, basically sends him on, he says, you have to get to the exit yourself, yes. the exit sign, to get out of this world. And you may just learn a few things. On the <laughs> I don't think he says that. But, but that's the implication. That's the and he implication. says, look to the books for help. And then luckily for Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin, yeah. there are three books that he encounters. I, I think his full name is Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. <laughs> Did he actually legally yeah, he change his name? His name. I knew he was going to legally change his name, but I didn't know what his final middle name choice was. That makes uh, me happy. My, I wish he'd gone with the other. Uh, I think he had three options, and one of them was Macaulay Kieran Culkin. That was, I like that. Which would have been yeah. hilarious. Yeah, but regardless, I do. I like Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. 
Um, and it's, he meets these three books, one who's adventure, one yep. who's fantasy, and one who is horror, which I thought was a very interesting choice for a kid's movie. Bizarre. Like, there are so many genres. Why not mystery, which is almost a horror, but not nearly as terrifying not for a, a little yeah, kid. Horrific. Yeah. 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 And, and it, what triggers horror is mm-hmm. them opening the Hound of the Baskervilles. Yeah. And which is the Hound then chases them into horror. Into horror. But the Hound of the Baskervilles is mystery. Yeah. They could have just stopped there, though they do make the Hound look very uh, vicious. Yeah. Vicious yeah. and scary. I mean, yeah. I guess so, that. So, anyways, sense. so, and those are. Uh, Adventure is voiced by Patrick Stewart, not doing a Patrick Stewart voice. No, at doing all. a pirate voice. You almost can't recognize no, him. No, yeah. And Whoopi Goldberg doing Whoopi Goldberg's voice. <laughs> you mean fantasy's fantasy, voice? Sorry. <laughs> she's Whoopi also Goldberg. doing, she's doing Whoopi Goldberg's she voice. She sounds like and, Whoopi Goldberg. And yeah. fantasy's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then horror is voiced by Frank Welker, who I, I was quite excited because Frank Welker does tons of voice work, but he's almost always doing like animal voices, like sounds. He doesn't yeah. do. Like, he doesn't have lines, typically. Like, he was the voice of Apu the monkey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, so, but in this one, he actually has, like, lines and yeah. scripts. And when he does that, he's not as good. So I can see why he no. tends to not get lines. I didn't mind him as horror. I just fine. thought that they kind of underplayed him as just more like a moronic idiot sort yeah, of Yeah, none of the characters have arcs. No. Like, except for Kevin McAllister. Yeah, which makes sense. It's about him. It's about him. It's a but. sequel to Home Alone. Anyway, so they do. They start out in the world of horror. Actually, it's the same story as Home Alone, it right? Kind of. Because he's scared at the beginning, isn't he? Well, except Home Alone, it's also that he's mad, right? And he's excited that the, his family has left him behind because he hates them all. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. So never anyways. mind. I don't remember Home Alone. Um. So he, uh, they start in horror, where he has to get through this haunted mansion of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, who is voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Yes. So Star Trek so again. Good. So good. So that was exciting. Yeah, so we're at we're at uh, three Star Trek cast members. Three Star Trek cast members. Although apparently Ed Begley Jr. and Mel Harris, the parents, yeah, they were also in Star in oh. Star Trek. Uh, well, you would episodes. know that more than me. Because... I only know that because I saw it on IMDb. Okay, but they apparently have both uh, cameoed, which makes total sense. Um, yeah, so gotta have good cameos. And Mel Harris maybe also did Stargate. Okay, so, anyways, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know matter. her as well. So, so, anyways, goes through horror, manages to make it through, then has to go through adventure, and it's not like he encounters a single book in each section. He encounters like a couple, right? Like, yeah. in adventure, he encounters Moby Dick and Treasure Island, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And and so he sees uh, a Captain Ahab uh, and Mo- Moby Dick, and then he also sees. Um, uh, and it's interesting, you know what? It's interesting because the other podcast that I recorded this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, we also discussed Moby Dick. So oh. very weird. Um, never read it, but I uh, have only my only knowledge of it is ten classics in ten minutes. Oh yeah. Which is if you ever want to just have a basic grasp of a bunch of classic literary works but never have to read them, just ten classics in ten minutes sums it up perfectly. I totally can tell you weird things about the Grapes of Wrath. Never read it. It's a great way to do it. So Moby Dick as well. I always get Moby Dick mixed up with that Disney cartoon about the singing whale. <laughs> um, but uh, probably probably the animator was inspired. By probably, it yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so so anyways, he goes through uh, all three horror, adventure, and then fantasy is mostly just a mostly just a dragon, isn't it? Yeah, it's mostly just a dragon fight. Um, and I can't th- remember if there's anything else in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, technically they count because uh, he encounters a Gulliver's Travels story. Oh, right. And they would call it, they, they, at least one of the creators 
treated it as fantasy, except I thought of it as more adventure myself. But it's kind of both. It's, it's kind political. of the crossover. I think it's mostly oh, just oh. a political allegory. They didn't, for some reason, they didn't touch yeah, it. Yeah, why didn't they do horror, like adventure, and then political yeah. allegory? It's like, will you no, be able point, to get through? We want through... to get rid of the horror. Look, and... there's, uh, I don't know, Areopagitic. No, that's not allegory. Oh, man, I can't think of... Uh, Samson Agonistes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I personally, it was already a weird movie for the kids, so yeah, that might have it taken it been. too far. Yeah. So, anyways, he makes it. Basically, he makes it, and he has learned to conquer his fears. Moral of He's, the story. And you know how we know that mm-hmm. because so early in the movie, mm-hmm. before when he's trying he's running an errand for his parents and they basically send him i think to the other side of the city yeah like it's insane maybe how far through like a farmland section it's crazy it's yeah, crazy it how really far, they're like run down to the store and get these bolts or something yeah and he's like i'm really nervous and they're like you'll be fine yeah. um we're not helicopter parents um <laughs> and then uh he goes and he there's this one part where all these kids are <laughs> jumping off this insane ramp in a construction it's, zone. An, it's a construction they're zone not supposed to be there. it goes over top of what I can only tell, it looks like a, a section from a gravity, uh, like a pipe yeah. for a sewer. And mm-hmm. it's huge. It's probably like 10 feet high. And you, r- you have to well, run up the, the well ramp. Well, like four feet, but yes. Oh, I look taller than that. But, but anyways. <laughs> but you have to jump it on a ramp and land. Through his eyes. Yeah, and land on a ramp on the opposite yes. side. And so he like, all the kids are doing it. And they're just like, they're like, ha ha, Kevin McAllister can't do it. <laughs> no, Rich, Richie Taylor Richie yeah. Rich Taylor can't do it. <laughs> what does matter? Uh, Tyler, and uh, and he's like all embarrassed, but just kind of rides off in his yeah. uh, on his bike. But and by the way, I just want to say also, there was a kid in that scene who mm-hmm. was an extra, and this kid looked identical to a girl that I went to uh, elementary school with. That's cool, Brianna. Oh, maybe it so, was her. I don't think so because okay. this kid was a boy. Oh, <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, so then at the end of the movie on his way home, he jumps, he jumps it. But you know, what's interesting. Mm-hmm. He jumps it, but he jumps it coming from the same direction. I just thought of Does that. Does he? Doesn't he? No, there I, wasn't. A, well, were actually, there boards yeah. on either there side? There were boards on both sides because you have to land on the board on the opposite side. That's why it's like the most intense bike trick of all time. Oh, interesting. So. Okay, well, maybe, but the maybe moral, it wasn't the moral a continuity of the story is, error. Like, it's about co- conquering your fears, but also this movie is like propaganda for libraries. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. I actually saw that in a uh, Vanity Fair review of oh. this, where they were like really irritated with that. Like, they're like, Ugh, this is like the most propaganda well, movie the 90s for public. And the 90s, Everything. Everyone like, the in the 90s, 90s was propaganda for public libraries. Except the 90s was also Pawnee, like, about libraries. Like, they were just like, oh, oh librarians yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. were the worst. Yeah, like in Gross. Parks and Rec. Yeah, in Parks yeah. and Rec, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, so he gets home and, and his parents are like, where is he? We need to call the cops. And guess what? He's sleeping in, in the, the treehouse tree with a totally open side. And they're like, let's just leave him for the night. And I'm like, you guys are terrible. You guys parents. are bad parents. <laughs> yeah. Please put up something to block him from rolling off. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's it all in a nutshell. That's the entire movie. Yeah. So I thought one of the things I was thinking of that was very interesting, though, speaking because we were speaking earlier about animation and borrowing. There is so much borrowed from Disney. Oh, it's yeah. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Which I know was and, the and style at the time. When we watched the making of uh documentary they are pretty upfront with the fact that this is just they, they had a stacked animation crew yeah from disney the guy who directed it 
who I think his name is a Pixodi Hunt now, but he went by yeah. Morris Hunt at the time. Okay. But um he was he was the artistic director for the Rescuers Down Under. Oh, he did a sequence okay. in Fantasia 2000. That explains 2000. all the sort of fogginess of it. Yes. Because Rescuers Down Under and Rescuers both, more Rescuers than Rescuers Down Under, but they have that fog. It thing. had a really weird, this is the thing about the animation in it, is I actually was like quite impressed. I thought it was very good. The, mm-hmm. the animation of Macaulay Culkin's character it's was amazing, really yeah. impressive. They it even tried to show of off rotoscoped, but also looking at his hands yeah, all the time. It, it was, it was realistic but not uncanny valley i don't think no, no. um and uh but the the there was a mutedness to like yeah the color throughout oh, right for sure. and, and roger ebert's review also tr- yeah. says this like he's kind of like the animation is like technically good but it's like weird and very it's indistinct a lot of it yeah and i think part of what it was was that they didn't have any shading on the characters like the characters are all just mm-hmm. uh Co- like the colors are all just Very matte, flat. right? They're yeah, just matte, matte colors. Yeah, yeah. And what they've done is that if the color, if the character is in shade, then their color is dark, but it's just consistently dark. Like there's a scene right. where uh, Long John Silver is standing in the shade and Macaulay Culkin's in the Sun. light. Yeah. And then he walks into the light and it's sort of like dark, dark, walks into the light and now his character is light. Right. Right. But it it's weird. Like it's it's trying to be realistic, but because there's no actual shadows. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember what the uh, Roger Rabbit uh, numbers were, but there was like, I think they did like nine uh, layers to, right. to get those three-dimensional N- quality. This is the point where anyone listening who hasn't figured this out should know that Jeff's like a, an animation nerd. I, I really like it. It was his dream. That's what he wanted to be. And the best, easiest gift I ever bought him was Frank and Ollie's book on... The, the Illusion of Life. Thank you. Yeah, it's true. Disney animation. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um Yep. But uh, yeah, I could go on, but yeah. I won't. Uh, you <laughs> know, the the, the thing is, is that the animation is, I think, on the whole, quite good, though. Yeah. Well, um, like I thought it was like the like for someone who doesn't care about it, I was impressed by the drawings. Yeah. But yeah, very much weird muted colors, very much a rescuer's feel in yep. that sense. Yeah. And well, and the other thing too is so the animation house that made it is was Turner Classics Animation, mm-hmm. which is actually a spinoff of Hanna Barbera. Yeah. So Hanna Barbera. Sp- Spun off their feature film animation group into Turner into Classics. Turner Classics. And then Turner Classics eventually, I think that they became Warner Brothers animation. Um, but some of the movies that they did, I think a bunch some of them also went to Fox. Right. And so Anastasia yes. kind of comes out of that same group. Right. And like Cats Thumbelina Dance. probably. Oh, Thumbelina. Cats Don't Dance. Yeah. Cats, Cats Don't Dance was basically I think it was mostly by the same crew, even. Okay. Um, and you can kind of tell like there's that Don Bluth animation yes, style that's exactly who I was. um that kind of thing um yeah. the thing we didn't mention is that in the live action mm-hmm. the guy who directed that part is joe johnston who you're mm-hmm. looking at me like i don't know who he's he your is. favorite actor your favorite director yeah, my but favorite director joe johnston joe johnston the, the director the of the rocketeer oh of course and you know who he is then october sky if anyone wants to know what else jeff and loves more than Captain animation America. the rocketeer the Rocketeer, that's true. Well, the Rocketeer, which is an obvious precursor to Captain America, yeah, right, the first Avenger. Oh, and so that's why they had him direct Captain he America did both because of those. they were just like, this guy only knows one. This thing. guy knows about nineteen thirties like Nazi, uh, Nazi superhero fighting movies. superheroes. Yeah. Um, he also did um, Jurassic Park three, which is one of my favorite Jurassic Parks. Mm-hmm. 
That's... Um, but anyways, he yeah. uh, he hated this movie so much that he disavowed it. He crossed wow. it off his resume. Yeah. See, and the thing to me is, I wasn't like, as we were rewatching it, I was like, why did I love this quite that much? But then I was like, oh no, I love this enough to see it once and love it and never see it again, which is exactly the quality that it is. Interesting. There you go. I think you've shown your cards a bit. Well, no, I'm not saying that's the final answer. It's about whether we'll watch it that's again and whether our kids. Right. I'm just saying it's the sort of movie where I was like, yeah, that was great. But then I never did watch it again. Is, um, like, did you have a favorite part? Um, uh, not, like, particularly. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm like, I, I don't want to hesitate and, like, not have a favorite part. But there was no moment that I was like, yes. I just kind of felt the same about it all the way through. Like, kind of like, yeah, this is fun. That's, it's that's like, describes I me. mean, the thing is, is that it is a very not deep movie. No. Like Roger Ebert's big uh, complaint about it was that, um, you know, you see Captain Ahab mm -hmm. and Captain Ahab is uh, he's just a guy, right? Like yeah. it doesn't explore anything to do with the book itself. Mm -hmm. It's just like a placeholder for an adventure story of yeah. some kind. And I was kind of like when I read that, I was kind of like, well, you know, Roger, like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the thing about this movie is that, first of all, it's for kids. Yeah. And looking at it from our time where we have all sorts of stuff like that, right? Where mm -hmm. you just, you take like, people are remixing things and like mashing up stuff together. I mean, one of my favorite movies, which is, I know it's a bad movie, but one of my favorite movies is League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah. right? Where it kind of does similar things, right? It does it's similar taking things. these placeholder and just yeah. sort of mashing them all together. Yeah, and there's not a lot of character development in League. We'll get to it when we get to that We will DVD. get to League. Don't you worry. That's our 13 episode series. Stay tuned. <laughs> Um, for that I mean, it's gonna be so i good. mean i could almost do that but but regardless this movie it did wear its message on its sleeve maybe more than the better animations of the time right like we know the message of little mermaid right. but we also it wasn't like shoved right in your face like don't be afraid and for get books i was gonna make that same joke oh, yeah i literally nice. was and then i nice. just didn't do it man i'm so um, glad um th yeah this one this one opens with uh Macaulay Culkin waking up in my bedroom. Seriously. I, t I like the kids don't. I, we're, I was trying to get this across to the kids. Like Macaulay Culkin, I think, is a year older than me. Okay. And so anything that you see, like I was trying to tell the kids, like basically this is my life. Like what yeah. you're seeing right now when I woke up, I didn't I wasn't like him because I wasn't scared of everything, although I was scared of lots of things. Mm -hmm. He has like a no smoking sign above his bed. Yeah. And then like a. Uh, like a fire extinguisher and a bunch of other yeah. stuff because he's afraid of everything. Yeah. Um, but the room literally looks like my bedroom when I was growing yeah. up. So. Yeah. Well, it's a, it, it captures the 1990s. culture of the time, right? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a. I mean, it's an interest. It's just interesting. I I love the movie. Yeah. And I and I probably would even watch it again. Okay. Wow, um, you're just jumping right there. Eh? Well, no, I I don't. I'm happy to to hold off. No, no, like, no. It's okay. You've said it now, so it's out there. So just continue. And I think the reason that I loved it partly was because, like, seeing all of that 2D animation again, mm -hmm. I was just like, man, alive. The the kind of, like... Um, the quality. The, the expertise, right? Like, mm -hmm. the, the fact, like, and especially you look at it in the making of mm -hmm. afterwards, right? People who go into animation have to be a special kind of weird, right? A special kind of, like, just yeah. grit, 
you know, they just... Yeah. You have to be willing to draw a million, a million copies. drawings. That's how many they said, yeah. right? It was yeah. like, if you put he all said, of the pages yeah. end to end, what was it? Like, I just remember him saying, we for sure drew a million pages of yeah. art. And it was like 200 miles, I think. And then the colorists like hand painted all these cells. Like it was, it was, they did it the old school way, yeah. 100%. Yeah. There's no question. And all of these guys, right, get basically, either they learn how to work in CG mm-hmm. or they get booted. Yeah. I remember I met an animator when I was uh, in junior high, I think, or maybe in, I think it was in junior high. He's a guy who'd just done his, finished his degree at Sheridan College of Arts and Technology. I wanted to go to Sheridan College because I wanted to become an animator. And I met him, this is at Art and Linda Russell's house. Uh, I think he was maybe dating one of their, like... Cousins or something. Something like that. Okay. Um, And so we drew together for a little while, which was really fun. Um, but That's he was cool. talking about CG, right? And he's like, yeah, we kind of, you just have to kind of know both, right? And this was right at the beginning of it. Right. And I remember also getting a letter from Walt Disney, not himself, he was dead, long dead since. I was going to say, you're point. not that old. So. But in the 90s, I got a letter from Glenn Keane uh, because I'd written to Glenn Keane, who was, you know, he's the guy who animated Beauty and the, or Beast. He animated Beast, he animated Aladdin, uh, he designed The Little Mermaid. Uh, you know, amazing animator. I've lost the letter. I have no idea where it is. It's very sad. So sad. But it was a six-page letter from him. And he talked (laughs) about um, cell animation versus CG. And he said, we're never going to get rid of cell animation, traditional 2D animation. And that is sadly (laughs) not true. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, it just, I think probably from a money perspective or something. Well, I mean, think about, like, how much you had to pay. Like, they showed all the different steps of making the movie in this making of. And you have to pay so many people to do so many steps, whereas one person can do it on the computer. makes a big difference. They're so so amazing, though, right? These artists, I I looked up. There was one guy that they interviewed in the making of. Mm-hmm. whose name was Clayton Stang, I think his name is. Okay. And uh, and so I looked him up because he was a color stylist or something like that. And so he his job was basically painting right. these cells, right? Mm-hmm. And I looked him up, and now he is a glass artist. Oh, that's cool. Uh, doing stained glass. Oh, interesting. And he does really cool stuff. But it's, you know, he says, I yeah. first got interested in glass, like stained glass, when I was a color stylist as an animator, like yeah. in animation. And I was like, man, these guys are so amazing at what they do right but they and, had to yeah move on to new things um so i i just so, think seeing that stuff it's it's a there's a value in seeing it for it's sure. a value that when you look at something like you know any of the pixars mm-hmm. which i i love and i think that they're also technically yeah uh, well they get better all interesting the time. um yeah there's a really great uh website called I think it's called 11 second something or 11 second animations animations or something like that. I can't remember. And it's a competition where every week they put on a new audio clip and animators do a little animation to that clip. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they critique one another and somebody wins every, every week. Right. Um, And that is a place where you can see people doing computer animation and just really well. Yeah, seeing how can you push things, how can right. you... but none of them probably get to push it on a large scale ever. Right, yeah, exactly. Okay, but the thing is, is... Sorry, like going that back was a to, super no, I liked, trail. No, no, I liked that. The thing is, so you're like, well, this is worth watching again because it's this 2D animation, it's this amazing thing. Is it more worth watching than any of the amazing Disney animations, which are better, generally? 
Well, I don't know. I think they're different, right? Like, well, except like, really, like that scene where they hit the bottom of the cliff just before they go into the sea in Page Master is like ripped straight from The Little Mermaid. Right, but isn't that cool that that we see somebody making a reference like that? I know, but like, I feel like we've had this conversation about a different movie I think on we this have podcast too. Maybe at some point. Oh, it was about the librarian. Oh, because just, in like, the librarian, oh, yeah, it was exactly just, like Indiana Jones. Yeah, so, so why not just, just keep Indiana, Indiana Jones? Jones. Yeah, and so that's, I mean, I think we've both shown our hands here and that you're like, I would watch this again. And I'm just like, this was a great, amazing moment for me to finally watch this movie after all these years. But it's been sitting in our DVD binder for probably two years unwatched because I could never bring myself to watch it because I was too nervous. And our kids watched it with us tonight. And at the end of watching it, I was like, so what do you guys think? And they're like, will you watch it again? And everyone said no. What? You Except asked one them? kid. Yeah, you were in the room. Oh. I was still enthralled, I think, with what was going on. <laughs> and they also know one of them Visions said, I mean, maybe, but probably not. That was as oh, close as we got to a yes. It's like I've been stabbed <laughs> in the heart, in my animation but, heart. But they all love animations. Like, they do. They're crazy about animations. Now, I've, you know, pushed them a little more to the Asian side of things, so they're more into anime. But, but they do love animation. But this one, because the plot is so weak, and the animation is great, but not as great. Like, if you want to watch, like, foggy animation, let's just watch The Rescuers with them, which is way more technically impressive. Or if you want to watch not foggy animation, let's just watch Beauty and the Beast. The other thing about this movie is that, like, I think that the character designs, Mm -hmm. they're, they're not Disney designs. Except they are. His eyes are pure Disney. Well, it's like that Family Guy episode where they keep getting Brian and Stewie go through a whole bunch of different worlds. Like they're like right, and they go and they into end the up Disney in Disney animation. World. That, that one actually, if you ever, if you look up Cartoon Brew, which is like the animation industry uh, website, yeah, they um, they have a bunch of people who worked on that episode talking about oh. about what it was like and stuff. But yeah. um, like the thing is, is those that. Like, you look at that, it doesn't look like a Disney movie. It looks like a Don Bluth or, Yeah, like, but then I'd rather keep Thumbelina, which is superior. But why not keep both? Because we don't need it, and no one's going to... Here's the it's reality. It's small. It's <laughs> That's flat. the worst argument. It's your favorite argument. None of the kids are ever going to watch it again, and I'm not. I could keep and it in you my are, office. <laughs> you can't keep it in your office. You are, you're like, but I'll maybe watch it again. I bet you a million dollars you won't watch it again. And I, you're not allowed to just turn it on and watch right out with a million dollars because that's cheating. If I get a million dollars, I would watch it every single day. <laughs> no, I just mean, okay, I shouldn't have told you the bet out loud. I should have just thought it in my heart because I would be astonished if you actually are like, you know what, today I feel like sitting down to rewatch The Page Master when we have all of these other things to watch that you like more. Well, but, okay, so right now, uh, Luke... Yeah. Your brother yeah. is doing this permanent, My brother. permanent <laughs> rewatch. I've, I've met well, him at least yeah, once, he, too. He lives next door. Yeah. Um, he's doing this permanent rewatch list. Okay. And I was thinking about it, but it kind of overlaps even with our DVDs. DVDs. And the fact that I don't think we've totally articulated what the purpose of getting rid of or okay. keeping them are. Now, first and of I don't all, want you should just explain infinite... what a permanent rewatch list is for listeners. Oh, so let's say that you had, you knew you, you were only going to watch, you you were only allowed to watch like... 75 movies over and over again and, and you, you weren't wa- add anything new you had a li- limited list and you can't go more than that okay that's the permanent rewatch list is what movies would you put on there these are the movies that you will watch are fine to watch over you will again. watch yeah. again and again especially because you have no movies that you're allowed to add to them right five hour pride and prejudice probably then that Anyways. might be good might as well get 
like long ones. Yeah, because then you can just watch this yeah. miniseries. Anyways, yeah. continue. The Decameron. I think Maddie said that that's a really mm. long one. Um, so, so anyways, yeah. I don't know that this is what we're trying to do though. We're not creating like a permanent rewatch DVD binder. Well, maybe we're just creating a DVD binder that is a one more rewatch. Would except, I rewatch this one more time? Well, yes. w- what my goal in this, and I don't know if I've said this in earlier episodes, is is to get rid of some of our stuff. We are. We aren't. We got rid of Pleasantville. That's it. And we <laughs> forgot to get rid of it. I only finally got rid of it just the other day. We got rid of Clash of the Titans. That was that doesn't even count. It's not a real DVD. We've only done like eight episodes. Yeah, but I'm saying... We should get rid of all, both seasons of Bones. <laughs> Okay, well, I am actually not against getting rid of it. We actually have five seasons of Bones, I'm pretty Holy sure. Smokes. Anyways, I am not averse to getting rid of Bones. I like we're David Boreanaz, talk- <laughs> but not that much. <laughs> we're not talking about Bones right now. We're talking about the Page Master. I don't believe you'll watch it again. I will. I don't. I, don't. I will. <laughs> you have to watch it tomorrow. No, I don't. <laughs> what if I wanted to watch it like five years from now because well, it is not on streaming? I bet you it is. I it bet we can find might it. might be on it's Disney+. It's probably Plus. on Hoopla because it's like, oh, this is a garbage movie. <laughs> Hoopla has great Hoopla. movies. Hoopla does Hoopla, not have You've good read movies. my story. Hoopla <laughs> is the greatest Hoopla is database great library libraries. Service. I get great books off of it, but not, not movies. I think it even has that new Viggo Mortensen on it. I don't want to watch that, so there you go. I don't go. like depressing movies. I would like to see a Viggo Mortensen um, page master. Page master. <laughs> he That'd would be great. Be... There'd be more nudity in it, though. Yeah, and he'd probably want to play every role. Well, that'd be cool, like Norbert. It's like an <laughs> Eddie Murphy Norbert kind <laughs> of like movie. It's like kind of dark Viggo, and depressing. Viggo Mortensen. He for sure would want to be Jekyll and Hyde. Okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. he'd just be like, yes. And he's like, yeah. Anyways, we should do, that'll be our spinoff podcast where yeah. we... Do only Viggo Mortensen versions of all the of movies, all that the we movies and talk about That's how it goes. Um, okay, well, okay, I think we have reached an impasse here. <laughs> so what does that mean? I that win? Means, no. <laughs> <laughs> that means that, how about I do this? If I have not watched it again in two years, no, we may get rid of it. No, two years is we too long. No. I think what happens at an impasse is we ask the kids their opinion, and I already no, did. No. Seven to one. <laughs> no. Seven to one. You probably put it this way. Do you guys want ice cream, or do you want me to keep this video? That's your two options. And if you keep the video, going to bed early. <laughs> I didn't care about it that much, so I wouldn't have offered that. Um, okay, well, how would I... Make, I will keep it I for you. A, how about I have a PowerPoint presentation? That <laughs> no, I, make I don't. Kids want, you can make where I tell them about the importance like of of uh, the movie. I know Joe Johnston would be proud of me if I get rid of it. <laughs> but how about I will keep it for six months? And if you, I have, don't watch that many movies. <laughs> no, but, that's the thing that's so unfair. you don't have to watch it in the six months. If one day you come to me and you're like, today I and it can't be in the next few weeks because that's cheating. If you come to me one day and you're like, man, today I would have actually, I feel like, I know we don't can't, it's too late, but I would love to watch Page Master. If you say that, then I will. <laughs> I'll put a note in my calendar to remind That's me. That's cheating. No, no calendar notes. Okay, so for now, against my personal Unbelievable. will. You uh, liked this movie. No, I didn't. It turns out I didn't because I only watched it once ever, thought I liked it, rewatched it, and thought, it was fine. I had no emotional attachment. It's not like Muppet Treasure Island where I'm like, ah. Oh, now that's a movie I would love to get rid of. Oh, my goodness. Never. Tim Curry. That, you know what? He's a creep. I'm going to pull He's the Jeff on this. <laughs> this is the only time I'll ever do it and say, I'll keep it in my office, except I don't have one. Your house, so, this house is your this office. This house is my office. 
Oh man, Muppet Treasure Island is the best Muppet movie. Oh and no, I just... what Muppet's Christmas Carol? Well, I don't know Muppet Treasure Listeners, Island. Listeners, I am so sorry that you've had to witness this <laughs> insanity. Oh, Muppet Treasure goodness. Island has that amazing song, you know, "Love Let Us Hear." So take my hand. It has just it has so many great moments. Muppet's has... Christmas Carol has some of the most amazing it, no, songs. No, it has great songs too, but does it have a bunch of rats going on a cruise on a pirate ship? It has and a bunch like of rats working, romantic in, making working out? <laughs> with uh, Scrooge, remember? Yeah, but remember the making out rats mm. on the cruise ship? Oh, Heat wave! So yeah. This is my <laughs> island in the sun. Oh, oh. Anyways, we're not going to get into a Muppet battle today. I will allow you to keep Page Master for now, but if you haven't watched it within a certain number of months... <laughs> what if I incorporate it into an ongoing uh, blog that I'm going to start all about animation... I guess I, that's fine. I don't and then I'll keep it in a special DVD binder that I goes in my office. <laughs> Where you keep every I'm just trying DVD to think. No, but I think it'd be interesting know, as an archive you know item, an item for the archive. I think what I'm going to say, final offer, is you have a year to watch it again. A year. One year. That's 365 days. That sounds days. fair. And so that at the end fair. of that. And then I'm going to rent it every single day for $5 <laughs> a pop on Google Play. That's, you know what? You know what? You're oh, the one who I have suffers. A, I actually have a good alternative. Okay. We. Uh, buy it digitally? Buy it digitally. I am fine with that, or look, actually. Or watch for it. Yes. As a, as a digital purchase. I am purchase. completely fine with owning it digitally. I just am trying to get the DVDs out of our house that we don't need. So if it's $30, is that too much? I'm just yeah. joking. That is too <laughs> so much. That's too much. <laughs> if it's $5, buy it digitally. Maybe, maybe, yeah. And otherwise you have that. a year to watch We it. do have it, though. We I own know. it I already. Just, uh, like, okay. Listeners, I think you know where, where we landed. We I've got one year. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. we'll see. You know, Macaulay Culkin, he's a cool dude. He is a cool dude, and I like him. I like and him, I too. Even, I totally like him. He's a bad it. actor. I liked it, but not enough he, to ever watch it He's not a good again. actor. No. Well, he's, I mean, he's just, he's, he's the 90s. He's though. He did do a pizza-inspired uh, band, apparently. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, no, I think they're called the Pizza Underground or he, something. He, he embodies an era. So that's where we stand. Final, final decision is that we have no decision, for sure. Fascinating. Can't believe okay. this is the most this contentious is a, DVD that we've ever interesting. Uh, if this ends up being the most contentious DVD in our then whole we're collection, doing great. no, I'm just saying, no, I think we're doing bad. If the page master, no, but that might be great. Maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll maybe. see what happens next time. So. Next time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.